G'day and welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode 834, my interview with Robert Glazer discussing his book, Elevate. Push beyond your limits and unlock your success. Enjoy. G'day, Robert. How are you? Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. I'm a good guy. How are you? I'm really good. It's good to have you here, mate. It's um, early morning there for you. Daughter with nightmares and up early, even earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm burning the coffee and you're burning the midnight oil. So we made it. We made it work. <laughs> yeah, I like getting up early. I'm an early riser. Are you a particularly early riser as well, or I, I try to be. Uh, you know, that's actually one of the things in my routine that I've improved. And I've, I actually need eight hours of sleep. But I, but I found you know the people who need four, I always tell people like don't even bother competing with them because on the on the occasional day when I wake up at four and can't go back to bed by nine o'clock, I feel like a hero. I've gotten my entire days of work done yeah yeah that's what i love about it too but then by this stage of the day because i've run it generally high capacity i'm i'm pretty fried to be honest and it's it's hard for me to operate i'd like to just chill out and i actually find that because i wake up early that consistency and that routine now is sort of forcing me to wake up even earlier i don't know if that makes sense but i feel myself waking up even earlier than the standard typical time that i'd like to wake up at it works as long as you go to bed earlier, right? In that cycle, like I said, I yeah. I, I I think it's great. if I fall asleep at nine o'clock and I get up at five or six, I think it's super productive because there's not that much that goes on at you know nine to twelve midnight. But but I, I need whatever that range is. Some people just don't need it, and and I yeah they have a they have a distinct advantage. Yeah, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. But um, mate, you've you've got an interesting story. How did how did um, you've got a new book out actually, which is sort of why you're on the show. We wanted to talk about your book and it's called Elevate. But um, tell us a little bit of a story about how, how Elevate came to be. Yeah, it was uh, a bit of an evolution. So four four years ago, probably maybe it's even five now, you know, when you say something for a while, you realize it's been another year, like with your kids' birthdays. Uh, but but I started this note. We had about 40 people at the time. We have a, a, a remote team. Uh, every, everyone works from home. I started, uh, I actually, we were just talking about getting, improving my morning routine. I had gone to some leadership stuff and one, you know, a few of the common themes were to meditate and to write and to read and to kind of just start your day by reading something positive, like do not read the news. Yeah. And, uh, and this was four years ago. Today you read the news. It just makes you, and a friend yesterday told me, you just can't look at the news anymore. It just feels terrible. So like, this is only four years ago when this sort of started. Uh, yeah. Four years ago. Wow. And I started sending this note. So I decided, oh, I had some of these stories and quotes and things that I like. So on, on Friday morning, I started the first one called Friday Inspiration. I, I, I just wrote a note to my team. And I, it, it sort of changed. It was kind of a story, something about self-improvement, something about getting better, nothing related to our business at, at all. And I sent them for three or four weeks and a month or two went by and I was like, yeah, no one's reading these things. And then I started getting a bunch of notes from people saying, you know, I really, I really love this. I enjoy it. I look forward to every week. Uh, I've sent it to my brother. I've sent it to some family. I've shared them. And I, I was hearing this kind of over and over. And it, about that time, I went to a entrepreneurs organization conference and I talked to some other friends and CEOs and I said, you know, I've been writing this note kind of my team every week and I began great feedback and people seem to be sharing it. Like it seems like a really good way to connect and, uh, it's been good for me too. It forces me to sit down and kind of ta- tackle a topic. And I, uh, 
I offered to send them uh, the one I was sending and they could copy it or forward it. And, and, and one person actually took it and did his own and has been doing it since then. A bunch of others started forwarding it, posting it in the internet channel and then sending me the same feedback that people really, really loved it. So decided to add a few more people to the list outside the company and thought, hey, maybe this could be helpful to, to, to someone else. And yeah. then, then people started asking to be added and then I couldn't manage it in the BCC. So I, one weekend I sat down and I, I set up a newsletter template, but it was just like a plain white email. It was supposed to look plain. And I, and I bought a WordPress template. And I, the other thing people were saying was like, do you have the one from four weeks ago? And it was just in an email. So I didn't have them anywhere. So, so I sort of built a WordPress template and I built a directory of them and I put them up and people could sign up for it and kept, wow. kept sharing, kept sharing it. And, uh, uh, a, a guy I knew, um, who saw me at a conference, wrote an article in ink about it. And suddenly I saw 2000 people sign up that day. And then a couple years later, you know, where we're sitting today is over a hundred thousand people in 60 countries have signed up for this, um, Friday, Friday note. So cool. I went, well done. I went Four to, years. I went even two years. Uh, well, no, four years in total, but like anything, it's kind of the hockey stick, right? I mean, I was, I, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, and then probably 80% of the people, you know, have been in the last 18 months. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always, it's always sexier in the rear view mirror, but, but that's still good progress. I mean, it's, it's really, yeah. it's quite imp- incredible. It's obviously good uh, content. Uh, I, I hope so. I mean, I've really, I, people have asked me to do commercial stuff. I've just always made it, Hey, and, and I say it's a little bit like it, it, it's motivational, but it's a little bit like spicy chicken soup for the soul. I mean, some of it is kind of a gut punch to get people to think about something or do something. It's not, it's not kind of rainbows and unicorns, but I sat down to write a compilation book. Um, and I talked to an agent and, you know, he let me know that first publishers hate compilation books uh, of yeah. stuff that already exists. And B he thought there was sort of a story behind it. And, at the same time, we had grown our company, and we're about 160 now from that wow. from that 40. And we had done it by building people up holistically, by focusing on training that was about kind of life and leadership and time management and productivity and felt that like if we could get them to grow with our company, we'd get the business benefit and they get the life benefit. And what happened was I sat down, I looked at all these notes I was writing, I looked at the themes and the why, and I looked at what we were doing in our company and it sort of illuminated this concept of capacity building and how how there's a framework I saw four elements across all of self-improvement that if people actually focused on, they really could get better. And that when we were looking at people that were achieving at a really high level, this is what they were doing well. So that's okay. kind of what, that's what Elevate's about. It, it, I've taken all the, the these four elements of, of self-improvement, which are uh, capacity, which is spiritual, intellectual, physical, and emotional. And I've even gone back and taxonomized all the Friday forwards in terms of which area of capacity building they cover okay and you found each of those ones that you went through those notes actually aligned with one of those four areas yeah that that everyone aligned with one or more four areas. yeah i mean i looked i looked at high i looked at high performers i looked at what i had done i looked at our training and these things and as i talked to other people these things kept coming up in all of these world-class performers whether it was in athletics or academics or business or otherwise, they really had, uh, you know, not mastered, but, 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 uh, we're, 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 we're doing, you know, exceptional things in these four areas. Okay. Now just to put it in context, your company that you're talking about is acceleration partners. Is that the one? 
Yeah, Acceleration Partners. We are a, a global marketing agency. We work in um, an area called affiliate and partner marketing. So we help large brands um, set up performance-based programs where partners send business and leads and sales to them and they get paid on a performance basis. Okay, okay, cool. So what is, I mean, capacity building, is that all about self-improvement, personal development? Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, capacity is our ability to improve at things. And I think we underestimate, we tend to assume we have things or we don't have things. And I I can give you a quick overview of each of the, uh, of the four. Is this like Um, growth mindset and, and fixed mindset? Like if we, you know, growth mindset, people believe that that capacity can be built upon and keep going and... Yeah, so that's actually contained within an intellectual. So so just at a high level, spiritual capacity is knowing your values and knowing what you want most. I, I think you know, in terms of living a a a fulfilling life and achieving at a high level, it's really hard if you don't know where you're going, right? <laughs> you can be you can be driving a car really fast and and have no no destination. So um, spiritual capacity is really about, you know, people with a high spiritual capacity can ar- articulate their core values, their purpose, their vision. They know where they want to go. Intellectual mm-hmm. is growth mindsets contained with intellectual. So intellectual is basically your operating system or how you improve or how you, you know, have discipline or your morning routine or all of these things that you can control to improve your performance. And this is sort of where the voracious learner, you know, falls into someone who says, I don't know how to do that versus I'm going to figure out how to do that. Physical, you know, like it sounds like this is our health, our well-being, what we eat, our sleep, our stress level, you know, it acts as an accelerant or a drag. And I would say physical capacity for most people is the cleanest analogy and that they understand that if they lift a weight every other day for three months or they run a little bit every other day for three months, at the end of three months, they can run further and with less energy than at the beginning. So that that is the pro, you know, that is building their capacity in that area. And a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. yeah, and that, that they can, right, but they don't relate to that they can do that with what they want. <laughs> they can do that with their relationships, and they can do that with their you know intelligence and sort of their processor. And then the last one is emotional, and and, and emotional for me is really how you relate with the external world. So it's your resilience. What happens when something goes wrong? What happens when you think it's going to be sunny and it's raining? What about your relationships? Like how, how, how do you interact with other people? Are your relationships something that, you know, bring you energy or drain your energy? So the first three are really kind of within you. And then the third one is your interaction. The uh, fourth one, sorry, is your interaction with the outside world. And if you look at any high performer, anyone who's achieving amazing things and you, and you fundamentally break down what they're doing, they are usually very high performing or working on all these areas. You talk to someone who's just crushing it in their industry, they'll tell you their core values, what they want. You'll find they're a voracious learner. They, they focus on their health, keeping stress down, you know, the, 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 and, and, and making sure they're functioning well. And, and and they hang around the right people. Usually, you know, the group of five they hang around is people that they aspire to be like and more, not not people that are dragging them down. And mm. and I think that 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 is all of these elements exist. I mean, I'm not inventing any of them, but I actually think when you look at that framework and you break down in these areas how you can get better, you you see pretty in, in, incredible improvements. Do they do they work in any in sort of any form of pyramid or are they all basically on an even plane and work in conjunction with each other? Like is there any differentiation I, between them? 
I actually think it's a, a circle. So I, I have it as um, spirituals in the upper left, uh, intellectual, physical, and, and emotional. And, and I think they, they work like four uh, quadrants of a ball. And, and if you think about it, the ball gets mass, and if, and if one of these things is really out of whack – like it's if they all grow it's and in tandem, spin well. yeah. right, right. It's going to have momentum and it's going to go faster. If, if look, some people don't have a choice. Some people have had a, something happen physically that knocks them out of the game. And, and so they have to try as hard as they can in the other areas, but they have to, they have to manage around that. But yeah, if you, if you grow all of them in tandem, if you, if, you know, one of the examples I get, like, let's say that you really know what you want. Um, you have great execution, planning, discipline, learning, great physical health, but you're kind of an emotional mess, Mm. (laughs) you know, your relation, your relationships to me, that's like having a sports car that you designed, built, tested, drove on your test track and it it just, it crushes into the fastest thing. But as soon as their drivers on the course, you know, you collapse, (laughs) right? So this is why these things all go hand in hand. If you if you've got all your own stuff right, but you just can't relate with the outside world, you 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 know, anytime something goes not how it's planned, or you know, I, my new barometer of a lot of people with, with high emotional capacity is the weather, right? You know, these people who who just look at the weather apps all day and they're like, oh my god, it's gonna rain, or oh my, god, and, and it just like it really affects them mm. <laughs> versus like the weather's the weather and I'll bring my umbrella or I'll go outside that day. There's other people who just don't react to the, they control what they can control. Yeah. 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 I actually look at the weather app cause I, I get quite excited. I'm hoping that there might be something just dramatically different than, than yesterday. <laughs> Which is right. I, I, I look at a weather app too. The, the question is right. Do you get, do you get morbidly depressed if no. it doesn't tell, tell you what, what you, what you want to see? I mean, we all want to know what the weather is, but I, I, I find it's an interesting test. There's a group who yeah, really like yeah. lets the weather drive them. And then there's other people who say, I want to know what the weather is so I can plan, but like, I'm going to have fun either way. Yeah. What, um, I, each of these quadrants, I mean, you, you say that, you know, you might be strong in, in three of them, but then one, like the emotional one's letting you down. I would assume um, that, you know, if you have really good physical, like if your physical quadrant is is high capacity, then that will help you in the emotional, you know, quadrant and the intellectual quadrant because, you know, physical health and, and it helps mental clarity and mental health and allows you to learn at a better rate, et cetera. Yeah. This is, and this is where they're all connected. So if yeah. you wake up exhausted and foggy every day, mm. right, it is, it is harder to learn. It is harder to deal with other people. Yeah. You may lo- lose faith in the thing that you thought you wanted. So, mm-hmm. so they, they, they really all, if you take any one of these things to zero, um, you know, you, you can find obvious, you know, issues, you know, one of them think about, and I think this is true for a lot of high functioning executives. Like let's, let, let's say their spiritual capacity is really like low. They, they are not clear on their core values. They don't know what they want most, but man, they are a good learner. They are physical health. They have great relationships. Well, you've probably seen these people. They, they have incredible success to the outside world that fundamentally doesn't make them feel good at all. Hmm. Right. They have, they have, perfectly, you know, maybe there was parental wanted them to be a doctor. And so they are a great doctor, except they hate being a doctor. It's not, it's not what they want. It doesn't bring them any fulfillment, you know, so that, that would be someone who's Sounds really like Tony Robbins. Of, he was, he, he sort of talked about that in recent years as being about, that person. Uh, oh, that he, yeah. I mean a lot, cause a lot of us, I use the word achievement throughout the book rather than success because yeah. I think achie- achievement is sort of the highest state of what you're looking for. Success 
is a lot of external, you know, subjectivity. You know, there are a lot of people you'd say, oh my God, that guy's a real business titan. He's successful, but his wife and his kids don't talk to him. I mean, well, actually that's, someone defined that pretty well once in an interview and they said success is defined by the external world and, and, you know, achievement is more personal. Right. And, and you see that, right? You see the guy that we're all jealous of him or her in business and they have, you know, their kids won't talk to them. Like it's hard to understand how that's for a lot of us, that's success. Maybe that is what they wanted. I'm guessing that's probably not what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we, where do we, I mean, in your book is, is this formatted in a, in a way? And again, I apologize. I haven't read the book. I just got yeah, it no yesterday, problem. but is it formatted in in you know part one spirituality, part two intellectual, etc.? Or yep. is there a process that we can follow to allow us not only to recognise where our capacity is at the moment, but also where we're strong and where we're weak? Yeah. So so it starts in 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 the order. So it goes through. I'm actually working on an assessment, and I think you can kind of assess throughout the book as I walk through certain characteristics of each of each capacity about kind of where you are. But I, I am working on a on an assessment. So it goes through what is capacity building, how can you use it? And then I, I do go through each in that order. And and I think because I think spiritual to me, that's the compass. So you're not going to solve that, but you should start working on the direction you're walking in before you work on, you know, how well you're walking mm. and, and, the, and the other things. So, you know, as because if you start to get a sense of what you want, then I think it improves your discipline and some of the planning and goal setting and all that stuff that comes after that, because you you're you're excited about it in that direction, then you get more serious about you know your 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 physical health and 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 really wanting to to go on that journey, and then again you're gonna you're gonna run into problems and setbacks and people yeah. and you're gonna evaluate evaluate your relationships. So I I, I, I do lay them out in that order yeah. because I I feel that there is a little bit of a a logical nature to it. Absolutely, I think the the spiritual lining yourself with core values and, and what you want in life, etc. I mean, that really becomes then the intrinsic motivation that allows you to really have the discipline to improve your intellectual, physical, and emotional quadrants as well. Yeah. You know, one of, I, I interviewed um, one of my mentors on my podcast yesterday, and he was talking about uh, being at an event with a bunch of hikers, and he met um, uh, three hikers, and he said, so, so, you know, what are you looking to do? And this was like 20 years ago. And the first guy said, well, you know, I'm, I'm really looking to be like an expert mountain climber and kind of one of the, one of the best in the world. And he said, oh, that's interesting. And he talked to the second guy and he said, what are you looking to do? Well, I'm looking to climb the seven, you know, highest peaks in the world. And that's something that, that I, I'm really aiming myself towards. Yep. And then he talked to a third hiker that night and he said, what do you, you know, what are you looking to do? He's like, I, I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. I'm sorry. I'm going to climb Everest by the time I'm 25. And that guy did it when he was 22. So, you know, once you are locked in and that's a little more intellectual because that's a I would argue that that's a goal in service of a value. The value there is probably something around achievement or health Mm. or pushing pushing limits. And then the goal This is why goals should be manifestation of your values. If you hit all your goals and you haven't fulfilled your values or your purpose, uh, then, then that's where that misalignment comes from. So my, like my 10 and five year goals actually come out of my core values and purpose so that I've, I, I can't help but to f- fulfill my values and purpose if I, if I complete the goals. So what is an example of one of your goals, like your, your five year goals? Um, if you don't mind sharing. But, 
Yeah, no, no, no problem. So, you know, w- one of my, I, I have goals around, uh, the number of people that I want to impact, you know, with my work and with my writing okay. and, you know, so that my core purpose is to, um, you know, share, sh- uh, share ideas that help people and organizations grow. So a lot of what I am doing and this book is really a manifestation of, you know, h- how can I do that? So I have goals both within my organization of how I want to see where I want to see these people in, in the next five years. And I have an, a goal where I want to impact a million people, um, externally. And so a lot of those decisions that I make, uh, around what I do, what I write, where I lead, really come back to that impact that I want to make. Nice, nice. So, I, I mean, there's there's probably a lot more in the book that people can pick up and read and, and really digest and understand and work through as a guide. Um, but let's maybe just start with the spiritual quadrant and really trying to, you know, like, what can you share to help uh, listeners and myself really connect with those values and align ourselves with our our purpose as such. Yeah. So, so for what's interesting is that companies kind of come up with their mission and then their values because they kind of, the mission is usually the reason why it started. Like we're going to disintermediate online books or we're going to eradicate cancer or something like that. And then the values are representative of the collective people who are going on that mission. Hmm. I think with people, it's a, it's the reverse, right? Because the values are yours. And I think a lot of times the purpose comes as like a topic sentence when you've nailed the values. I think most of us know our core values. We can feel them. We can't articulate them. It's kind of like you're driving a car and there are guardrails and it's dark and and you know when you're out of your zone, uh, but, but you can't put words to it. And I would tell you that if you have your five if you have your four to five core values on your desk articulated, man, like this is the biggest change in my life. Like what you say yes to, what you say no to, the people you spend, it just becomes really clear. Like, oh, that feels good and that doesn't feel good. So one of the processes that I think you can do around core values is to, um, you know, go somewhere quietly for a couple hours. And I have some lists uh, in the book and in the resource section on words kind of just to think about. But a core value to me, you have to be able to sort of make an objective statement on it. Like this, this is a, uh, so for me, like long-term orientation is one of my core values. So long-term I'm talking about orientation. Yeah. So the things that I do are, are based on long-term outcomes. Like I've never been interested in like a short-term win or something that would okay. work for five minutes. And then, but I know that about my, I mean, I married my wife who, when we met when we were 17. <laughs> so I, I have a lot of track record to these things. So when I, when I look at opportunities to make a quick buck or, you know, do something that has like a short term thing versus long term, I, I, I usually ter- choose the long term makes it easy road. to make decisions. Yeah. It's super easy. You don't need, you don't need rules. So t- take a piece of paper, you know, take the list out of the book, follow the resource, give you a bunch of words as ideas. So you've got a list of, th- of values in the book, you mean? Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a link to some resources that, that, um, list like a bunch of words, like it was too long to to put in the book, but there's, there's a resource page. It'll give you ideas. But what I would start doing is, is writing down times in life when you were really happy, when you weren't jobs, what were you doing that you liked? What were you not doing that you liked? Who are, then start another list. Who are people that you really like and enjoy spending time with? Who are people that not, you know, what and why, and you'll start having 
themes. Uh, and I think a lot of people worry about the label. This took me like six to 12 months to, to kind of nail these. But but the label is uh, not as important as getting the theme right. And so when you start to group these together, you might have kind of 10 concepts. And then you might realize, well, one of these is part of another. And I think over time, you start to pare them down. You start to look at words. And, and a very weird thing, but I found this to be true, that the way to test whether a core value is a core value is 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 the anti-test. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, think about a person who demonstrates the opposite of that value, and 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 someone may come into mind, a family, a friend, and you're standing next to them in a room, and it should be like kryptonite. Like you just can't talk to this person. You don't want to. Like so. So if your core value is gratitude, and you're a giver, and you are just talking to someone who is so selfish and a taker, you just after three seconds, you want to be away from them. That's actually the test that I think you've gotten it right when, because it's showing you, it's showing you the exact opposite and you kind of have like a, like a visceral revulsion to it. Mm. That's interesting. Cause sometimes I think the things that we, you know, if we were next to that person and then something really appalls us about that particular individual, the character or whatever it might be, whilst I understand where you're coming from, sometimes I also feel maybe it's something that we ourselves aren't um, aren't living aligned with. I guess that sort of does answer answer the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, I the biggest thing. I think you're. We come from the factory, which is our our mom in this case, or our parents, without our instruction <laughs> yeah. man, without our without our instruction manual, without someone saying, "Hey, here's what here here are your five things that you should do, and here are your five things your core values you shouldn't do." And then these values are usually consistent. Mm. So here, another thing, go if you went back and re- read your report cards, my parents just moved out of their house, dropped off all my stuff. You read my report cards going back to a kid, and there's very consistent themes there. Like these are things that you should have always – like I actually don't believe family is a core value. I know a lot of people talk about family. I think family can be your highest priority. But like when you're six years old, these are probably the same things that were – that we're showing. We just, no one ever gave us the playbook. So when okay. you have it, hmm. it, ex, it, it just explains so much. Like you were saying, why do I can't look And some of it might be judgment, but why is this person just sort of, you know, you know crossing every fiber of my being? And it, and it is probably that you have, they, they, they have an anti to, to, to one of your core values or something that you really hold dearest. Yeah. And it might frustrate you because that's something that at the moment you're not aligned with. And that's personally, internally frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you you don't recognize it. It seems like a surface thing, and 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 you can learn to mitigate it. Like I, I can very clearly see people who have the opposite of of my core values. So another one of my core values is self reliance. I have always been super Mm. independent. Mm. I will drive myself home from the hospital. I I don't ask anyone to do anything that I can do myself. Right. So people who are super dependent, you know, needy would. They have a huge trust fund. They never worked. Like I, I just, I, I, it's very hard for me to like relate and talk to them. Um, I just, it, it goes to a core, but because I'm clear about that, I can recognize that I'm better at mitigating it. It's actually, you know, awareness is really helpful in terms of if you're at a party and like, oh my God, like I, you know, in the past I, I can tolerate it now because I'd be like, oh, this is, this is this person. This is me. We're just very different. So I'm going to, I'm not going to engage. See, the worst thing you could do is engage, Yes, you know, with mm-hmm. someone who, who's at the opposite. So, so what I have learned across all my life and energy now is, is, is just disengagement of certain areas and disengagement is very different than like 
burning a bridge or an open revolt. And I think a lot lot of us fall into this open result revolt, right? So let's, let's say you figure this out. Now you're at that party and, and and the, the, the gentleman or the woman who you are having this feeling about and getting into this huge fight and wasting both of your time, you know, last month, next month it happens again. You're like, Oh, this is this person. I'm just not going to engage like no good. We, we are opposite sides of a magnet. So it's prop and, 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 and we are to our core, which means we're going to defend this to our core. So probably not worth my energy to engage with this person. Hmm. So with these values is, I mean, from what I'm understanding when you're talking there, these values are core values and they're, they're with us entire life. I mean, they don't change in priorities or change over life or, or do we get new values? I think they evolve. Yeah. So I, we all have experiences. We have defining moments. We have things that happen to us. So certainly I think things change. Most people's values, a lot of them are actually formed from a defining moment as a child or as their purpose. Yeah. The more I talk to people, the more you go into these things, it goes right back to <laughs> childhood or formative experience. I tell a story recently where um, I was at an event and there was an illustrator who was listening to everyone talk at the table and was then illustrating the whole conversation. And it was pretty amazing. And I was like, well, like, how did you learn to do this? And she said something like, my purpose is to help people be fully seen and heard. And and so, I, look, I'm very in tune to this. <laughs> you know, I'd written the book. Like, she just, when you meet someone who just tells you their purpose. And so right away I said, can I ask you a question? And this is personal, so feel free not to ask, answer it. And, and, and she said, sure. I said, that's a very specific purpose. Did that come from some place in your life or your childhood or deep for you? And she said, yeah, as a kid, I stuttered and I really couldn't communicate clearly. So that, that yes, there is definitely an evolution. I think it's probably an 80, 20 rule. Hmm. You know, I think I 80, 80% probably stays the same. And I think 20% is sort of subject to evolution, but, but I, the more, even in a business setting, as we help people find their core values, what keeps coming out is stories of their childhood. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. So when we, when we can go through that activity and identify with some of these core values, um, and test them out as well to, to back them up, I guess there's going to be a period of where we're, um, you know, redefining them and maybe discarding a few that we thought might've been some and, coming up with maybe a list of five or 10, I don't know how many is, is a good list, but coming up with them, how do we then use those to discover our purposes? Is it just by simply aligning our behaviors with those values and making decisions based on those values and then slowly over you know, experience and um, practice, we will discover a deeper purpose? Yeah, so it can go either way. So for some people, the values this is the 95 five rule, like clear values are all they need. Right. Mm. But, 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 but the purpose probably comes from somewhere deeper and you can probably look at it as a, so you could do this top down or bottoms up. You could say, Oh, this here's my purpose and it is supported by all of these values. Or I think in terms of, cause I don't, for a lot of people, I think it is discovering, not necessarily finding it's not under a rock, right? It is discovering their passion. Right. You could actually take the four or five core values and then say, oh, man, I found this overarching thing that actually I can do that fulfills each of these values. So how great am I going to feel, you know, when I do this stuff? So for me, it was probably a little more of that, that, mm, okay. you know, share, sharing ideas that help people uh, and organizations grow literally fulfills each one of those values. So it just creates this 
great alignment for me. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think it's it's probably an activity that I mean, do you do this often? Like reconnect with core values and and sort of reanalyze them on a regular basis, or is I, it? I I don't because I spent a, a good year on it, and yep. I'm pretty confident that like the 99 percent of this is better than you know. And, and actually, one of my core values and and, and a why is is finding a better way. And, and that's actually a, my biggest strength and my biggest weakness is that is leaving things alone and realizing that, wow, this is, I, this is good. This is better than 99% of the people have. And, and this is working for me. Like don't mess with it. <laughs> um, however, something might happen in my life or something dramatic that might me re you know, rethink, you know, everything. So for instance, you know, most people who champion a, a disease or something like that, you know, they've been affected personally, their family's been affected, you know, if that becomes yeah. the thing that they want. So this is why, you know, for me right now, my working model really works, but, yeah. but it's certainly, I, I think in, if something, if something external really happened, I would probably have to reevaluate. But my biggest problem right now is not, I think, lack of clarity around that. It is, it is focusing on that and getting rid of all the other stuff because of the better way. I'm still not good at like, being like, no, 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 I'm just gonna, I, I know what I want to do and I need to do it. I'm, I'm always tempted to tweak with something or look at it or, you know, I, you know, say yes to something that I probably shouldn't be saying yes to. Okay. With your values in place and, and, you know, you're obviously very connected to them. Is, is there a practice that you recommend in the book or that you do yourself that allows you to connect with those regularly on a daily basis? Like, are they written somewhere or do you have a mission statement? Um, how do yeah, you incorporate so, it? So, so they're written, there's a tool that I link to and there's a companion workbook coming out uh, to the book, a free yeah. tool. You actually can get it today at fridayfwd.com, Friday Forward, which is called the Whole Life Dashboard. Mm -hmm. and the Whole Life Dashboard gives you a place to, you know, come up with your values, list them, come up with your goals, I use that almost every morning. So it's part of my morning routine. I actually, I look over the values. I look over the quarterly goals. I, I, we talked about alignment and breaking things down. Like I think the way you get to an annual goal is have quarterly chunks. And the way you get to a quarterly goal is you have weekly chunks. And the way you get to a weekly goal is you have daily chunks. Yeah. So I sit down every morning for 10 minutes and I just go through that realignment. I, I, I read the values. Oh, you know what? I just read this value and I'm looking at this thing that's on my to-do list and I shouldn't do it. Like I, I, you know, it, and, and then I actually pick three things for the day that are the most important things I can do in service of those quarterly goals. And I try to get them done by noon. So it's just a very simple, like kind of one page dashboard for your life as in the same way that you might have one for your company. That's cool. I can see it there on the website now. I'm just having a look. It's a good little tool. Yeah, I, I, I'm a business person, so I code in Excel. So the whole thing is built in uh, built in Excel. So you can download it and, and mess with it. Mess with it. Cool. I like it. So, mate, there's um, a good guide for people uh, to pick up a copy of this book. I'll stick a link in the show notes as well, guys. So check it out at thehiddenwire.com and uh, use the links within. Um, what what I mean, obviously, it's building capacity, but ultimately, what are you hoping to achieve from this this book? Yeah, I'd really love to um, start to build a community, you know, of people who really want to build capacity and want to help each other and, and you know, find the resources to to do that. So the book has, you know, a whole bunch of things where people can get started, kind of the 101, the 102. I think I, I hope that there's some momentum coming out of that. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm collecting 
articles and creating podcasts and other assets for people who really want to go into that. And then I think the next phase of that is is probably more of a, a community and bringing all of these experts in these areas together to to help people uh, who want to continue on that journey because it is it is an ongoing process. Uh, we are never, yeah. we are never done. We are never done <laughs> as, Absolutely. as human beings. Yeah. So it's a good starting point, people figuring out purpose and, and et cetera, um, to start that building capacity, um, process, but then joining a community, obviously sharing and, um, you know, sharing experiences is certainly going to help that too. Uh, that is the goal, but, uh, yeah. you know, everything, every, every, everything's in a step. So, so for me, you know, the focus is on, getting the message about capacity building, having people try it, having that experience. And I, I think if they've, if they've had the same experience I had, then the, the, the other stuff will, will come naturally. Perfect, mate. I appreciate you coming on tonight and thanks for sharing. Thanks very much. Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Check it out at thehiddenwide.com. And until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels, using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon